0: Are we doing this really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. How? Oh, what the fuck? And it's also, yeah. What the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With
1: Mark Maron. All
0: right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck is seeing? Is that it? Nashville, Tennessee, Wild West Comedy Festival. Oh, yes. How you doing, buddy? Everything all right? So what we're going to do here is we're going to do a show. We're going to do it. I don't usually do one-on-ones in front of a live audience, so this is only the second time I've done this. I'll have Vince come out here in a little while. I don't know if uh, any of you heard the first time I attempted a one-on-one interview Uh, live, but that was with Jeffrey Tambor, and about 30 minutes of that were just fucking crazy. You should go back and listen to that one, because that was the most uncomfortable live situation I've ever been part of. Eventually, he loosened up, and I realized it was his, like, he was having fun fucking with me and making me uncomfortable. I don't think Vince will do that. I talked to him downstairs. I've only met him once. He's a large man. Um... Surprisingly tall, Vince Vaughn, and very charming, uh, so I, I'm excited to have him out here, not, but not before I ramble on just enough for you guys to go like, God, we can't fast forward it live. Um. <laughs> no, I want to say I'm happy to be in Nashville. I, I come here fairly often. I like being here. I would move here if there was anything for me to do. Um, <laughs> uh, but wait, I don't know if I could live here I could live here comfortably But I imagine like two or three times a year It'd be like, I'm going to interview Jack White again um, <laughs> There's a few things he didn't say the last time he's, just, he's close by I guess a lot of people live here Who else lives here? Who? Nicole Kidman lives here? Oh, of course, because of the dude, right? But neither one of them are really from this country Are they? And you guys just let that happen, huh? So you're very open-minded with the outsiders, if they're the right color. Um, oh, shit. Did he just play the race card in our fucking home? I did. I'm sorry that I got the... Uh, I know you're all progressive people who, who just want to put that behind you. I am not judging Nashville or the South or any of it. I am, I am full-on into it now. Oh, I had my first Goo Goo Cluster. Are you applauding that because you think they're wonderful or just because you ate them as a child? What is it? Do you love them? Yeah, they're pretty good. And, and I think I've been watching too much Food Network. I think they're missing a, a crunch element. I, I think they're like, I'd like to maybe suggest a Google cluster with a little cookie in there or something. Is that wrong? Listen to this. There's a fucking sucking silence in here. Like I just offended. <laughs> like I just said something bad about your parents. Really, Google clusters are off limits. There's no room for improvement there. It's like you can say whatever you want about the racial dynamics of the South. Don't fuck with Google clusters, because that's our regional candy, asshole. <laughs> this is a very. This is exciting. I bet you don't have these. This is a Google cluster pick. I got a. I got a Google cluster guitar pick. Did you even know they existed? This might be the high point of my entire time here is a Goo Goo Cluster guitar pick. I have one. Fuck y'all. I don't even know where they came from. There were just two sitting there. It wasn't like there was a bunch of them. They just left them out for someone to find, like me, and go like, no fucking way. A Goo Goo Cluster guitar pick? That's ridiculous. I want one of those. What, it's worth money? <laughs> is that your first slot? Yeah, buddy. I bet you I'd get $3 for it. Yeah, like, how much for the Goo Goo Cluster guitar pick? Some guy's got to be a real goo-goo cluster head to fucking want that thing. They only made four of them, man. I got two. (laughs) It's already a bit of panic. You know, look, I know a lot of you listen to my show. Some of you are here for, for, uh, you know, because you know me and I appreciate that. And uh, I'm trying... Uh, Thank you. And I know a lot of you are thinking like, hey, man, everything's going good for you. Why are you so fucking whiny? Um... I don't think I'm whiny, but I I am finding that I'm a bit aggravated and I can't figure out why. Have you ever had that happen? I couldn't be happier about my life right now, but yet I wake up in the morning and I just want to be pissed off. Like, I I don't know what that is. I have to fix that because you can't be doing well in life and run around going like, fuck that because people are going to be like, no, fuck you. What do you have to complain about? But I think there's some part of my brain that wants to be angry. That is just looking for an opportunity. Case in point. I don't know what's happened to me. I don't know if it's my age or what, but I can't leave my house without forgetting at least two things. I don't know when that happened, but I'll get I'll get out of my house, get a quarter mile away, and I'll be like, "Fuck my pants!" You know, but I, not that bad yet. But I, I'm prepared for it. So here's what happens. This is just like this is anger I don't understand because I know that I clearly want to be angry, and I'm trying to find the appropriate place to do it. So I leave my house. I just I well, here's what happened. I got up, I made a nice cup of coffee, put effort into it. You know, I I put effort into coffee. I got a cone, I pour it through. It's a ritual. So I made this beautiful cup of coffee. I put it in my stupid travel mug. It was all ready to go. Get into my car. I get down my hill about a quarter mile. I'm like, yeah, coffee. Fuck, no coffee. All right. Now, a normal person at that moment would have turned their car around and driven back up the hill to their home. Not what I did. I chose to back up the hill angrily. At 40 miles an hour, there are cars po- parked on both sides. And I'm just like, fuck that. And I'm driving like a madman up that hill. Didn't hit any cars. I made it. And there's that moment where you do something stupid like that for no fucking reason. And you pull it off. You're like, hell yeah. I just did that. And I didn't hit any cars. I fucking nailed it. I nailed my stupid anger display. I was proud of myself. Proud. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't even need the coffee after that. I'm like, I don't even need the coffee. I'm jacked. I'm pure rage. (laughs) So that happened. Okay, I'm going to tell you this just because it was fucking cool. You know who was in my garage? I tweeted it so some of you know. Fucking Billy Gibbons was in my garage. Are you kidding me, man? What kind of life am I living? I I live in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom house, like a cabin. With a shitty garage and fucking Billy Gibbons is sitting there in my garage with his beard and hat. Look, anyone who doesn't like ZZ Top can go fuck themselves. That's a fine way to open a show. I know some of you who are a little younger are like, no no no, the beards, I don't know. How about before the beards? Why don't you go back a little bit, all right, to the real shit? Fuck the beards. Listen to Trace Ombre. Why am I selling ZZ Top? Like, they need to sell records? Look, if you do anything after this show, please help out the fellas in ZZ Top (laughs) because just as a public service, all right? They only made a billion dollars, and they're hurting, all right? Billy needs uh, some sort of trimmer, and I'm going to be at Zany's tomorrow night. There's still tickets. I'm just telling you that. I'm not gonna take it personally. That's not sold out. It's seven o'clock on Friday. I know that's a weird time. And the, it's what it's competing with Willie Nelson? Fuck! I'm canceling the show, and I'm gonna go see Willie Nelson. I should interview him. I wonder if he would be a good interviewer. He'd just be sort of high. Let's find out. Let's find out. I'd be high. I don't do that anymore. But like, what? That'd be weird. Would I relapse for Willie? Like, I'd be like, if you'll talk to me, I'll take a hit. And then the entire conversation would be like, does my face look weird? (laughs) Willie, am I cool? Am I cool, (laughs) Willie? This is really good shit. They didn't have this when I quit smoking this stuff. Is, Is the guest in the shoot? Please welcome to the stage Vince Vaughn, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. Walking the aisle from Wedding Crashers, from Swingers, from The Breakup. From everything that is media, Mr. Vince Vaughn, not in any hurry. (laughs) Take your time. Nice to see you, Vince. I'm very good. Thank you very much.
1: You felt like a beauty queen, and you try to make that moment feel dirty to me. I, I apologize. I love, I, I love the way it felt for I me to I asked for down a spotlight.
0: I told him he, he needs lights. He's yes. doing
1: the walk. That's right. You're a very tall man. You know what? You yeah. are quick as a whip, yes. <laughs> I can see this is already like...
0: I'm already well. digging deep, Vince. I'm, I'm already circus, going in. I'm
1: circus tall. I'm circus tall. I'm, I'm I know. Well, the first tall. time I
0: met you, I had no idea. Because uh, most uh, movie stars are tiny.
1: They're like this size, aren't That's they? That's right. They're small. So oh, my
0: God. You work with a lot of guys that are that small. Like Ben Stiller can just fit on your lap.
1: Yeah. He's a giant in so many ways, it's hard to. <laughs> It's hard to ever look at him that way. He's, 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 all right, I'm not going to sit here and
0: throw Ben under the bus. Ben's a gentleman.
1: You've done this with Ben, right? I have. He came okay. to my
0: garage. And he's He made great. me feel uh, very insecure. He was over-complimentary. You know when someone's over-complimentary? Like, this is a great garage. Is it, Ben? Really? <laughs> I know your house must be huge, he, but I, I dealt with it okay. Yeah. Why? Nice to see you. Nice to see you. A lot of this is going to be about me.
1: I don't know if you knew that it's about good. the show. I'm down. I'm, I'm I down. I just need you to help me. I love Vince. your garage. This is a great garage. I- <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here, right?
0: Well, that well, that's a good question. What what brought you to Nashville? Why Nashville?
1: Well, I've always loved the Nashville, and for me, you know, there was always these. I, I kind of got into this in a different way, where I had friends who were stand-up comedians, and so I started doing these um, variety shows. And you know, I'm to yeah. sort of to sort of help them kind of get started.
0: Um, we need help.
1: Comedians Some, some, some yeah. yeah Some
0: no Yeah There's funny And then there's
1: sad They're You know sad. what I mean
0: We ride the line
1: Underneath all funny Is what Say it <laughs> Sad Okay Thank you guys <laughs> Good night I don't think We're gonna get Any farther than that um, But uh So anyway Uh so I started doing these, these variety shows and doing these things and having fun. I got to travel around, and I really wanted to come to the South to do a show. There doesn't seem to be as many comedy festivals. They're always kind of up north, and this is a hell of a city and a lot of fun. I've always been a big fan of the music and country music. And are you? Huge, yeah. Are you a country music guy? Yeah. Who are your guys? Well, I like Dwight Yoakam's a, a good way. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I like Kenny Chesney a lot, and a lot of the new guys that are that are doing stuff that are great. So, how about the old uh, crazy ones, George Jones? I love the I love the possum no-show Jones. He was the best. Yeah, he was Was great. I always hear that story, like how they gave him like took his license away in DUI, and then like he would drive his tractor to the bar. (laughs) And in a way, I just kind of thought that guy's. uh, I like the work ethic. You know, you ain't gonna stop him, right? You're not gonna. (laughs)
0: That is commitment <laughs> to uh, my compulsion. Well,
1: so you take the old tractor from me while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever driven a tractor? I haven't. You no. That- my wife. My wife grew up on a farm. She's driven combine. Really? Yeah. yeah. But I. I. My grandfather was a dairy farmer. But I never. I I would. I was never. Um. A part of that activity, if you will. He was yeah. a dairy farmer. He was.
0: Did you visit the farm? I did. So you, you played Why is it such like
1: a dirty, foreign thing to you? What's, what's, what's that about? It's like It's like a world that doesn't exist. There's a, There's farms all throughout the country. No,
0: I understand that. The
1: hillbilly yes. thing works both ways. Just, you know, the people for this and that. And I, both did, ways. I didn't grow up with that. I man. understand that's okay. Let's be Let's be open minded to it. Let's gra- share. Why can't we grow? I'm trying. I am too. But then, so did you? I'm gonna walk down the aisle again. No, We're gonna, come okay.
0: back. But no, I mean it's like I think it's important to, to get a sense of who you are. Did you yeah. milk?
1: Did you milk? No. You did no milking. No. You went to your grandfather's dairy farm, you're like, I'm not touching this. I was young. It wasn't about it wasn't like that. I remember I, I I came in from the suburbs. Yeah. And there was uh it was his his farm was in Ohio, in Brewster, Ohio, a small little town. There was a lot of Amish that lived around there. And Amish, you are fun. I had they are fun. Yeah. And uh, according to the reality shows now, they're <laughs> l- leveraging people, right? What? <laughs>
0: Well, they do that. What is that thing called?
1: Yeah, the, I don't know. The Amish Mafia? Is that what it is? Oh, are you serious? They're stepping on toes. People are getting pushed around. Yeah. Wow. It's happening. You always know they're coming, though. If they're at the door, you
0: kind of know. It's not, yeah. not a mystery. Who's that at the door? It's the Amish that's Mafia. That's right. If you it's know. not
1: Thanksgiving, it's the Amish. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's either the Amish or the Hasids. It's one or the other. That's right. Yeah, slight difference in language.
1: But nice a little, the hair, otherwise, pretty close. Yeah, that's, yeah very yeah.
0: close. Uh, but I think the Hasidim can drive. Not on Fridays, but yeah. usually. Yeah, Fridays. Friday. They got, yeah. So we've discussed Judaism and Amish. It's, uh, we've gotten very far, and we're just so getting started. Yeah, we're just getting started. All right, so you're at the Amish farm. You're not milking. No, I remember Amish. I
1: had studied just studied uh, the Pilgrims and Thanksgiving, and I was uh, maybe a, I don't know if I was five, maybe kindergarten. But anyway, we were driving in a car, and I was we were then behind a horse and carriage, and everyone was dressed <laughs> like in you know in the Amish and how they do with the black and the white, which in New York is a great style choice. But this was you know. Yeah. And I remember saying, like, I made some joke about the pilgrims or something, like, we were stuck buying these pilgrims. My dad got so damn mad at me, he pulled the car over. He's like, you don't know those people, don't make fun of them, and really got mad at me, which was a good lesson, but I didn't know. I just had never seen anything like it before, kind of like when you started making fun of shit earlier. But when I went up to the farm, it was a big deal because they were, had a little bit of cattle, and they had, the, they had to rip the, rip the fence out and stuff to kind of let us in, and um, my dad had would go there and work in the summers, but I, I only went up there two or three times. It kind of made an impression on me, but I was too young. I, I never right. was there working or anything. Right. So you no. didn't get that experience. The no farm experience. No, no. no. You just kinda of got to look at the animals and say, Grandpa does that. <laughs> well I didn't talk grandpa didn't talk that much with the kids. A little bit he'd joke around, but <laughs> <What do you laughs> it's mean, a big deal if Grandpa would talk to you. You'd get real excited. He was you know, he was uh, he worked in the steel mill and he was a farmer, he played like semi-pro uh, baseball, he was an athlete in that and uh, I remember they had these homemade cookies and yeah. he said to me, I was sitting there real shy, you know, like my grandfather noticed me, all the kids, he said, hey, Vince is shy. I said, Vince, you'd like one of them cookies, come up here, grab one of them cookies. I was so excited that he talked to me, I was thrilled to grab one of the cookies, <laughs> but I, I hated the cookie, I didn't like the cookie at all, so it put me in kind of a weird spot. Because I wanted him to notice me some more. So I took the cookie, you know, like an ostrich. You know when little kids play hide-and-seek? Yeah. They'll, like, put their head behind a curtain, but their ass will be sticking out. And they always laugh, like, they got you fooled because, you know, they can't see you. Well, I, I took the cookie, and I dropped it, and it was like a little rug thing. I put it under that, and I kind of stamped on it and stood on it. And I felt like, that's good. Like, yeah. now the cookie's gone. So I grab another cookie. And then he liked it. He said, oh, yeah, see, he was just shy. He loves those cookies. But I really just liked him noticing me. Well, I did this about three or four times. Yeah. So I know when I left, he had to turn, you know, to the rest of the family and go, that little kid's psychotic. Like, who the fuck takes cookies and stomps on them underneath the rug? <laughs> those are my farm. That's my, that's my that's farm That's a great story. farm story. Yeah. That went in a direction I could never have expected. That's right. That was the yeah. cookie story. That's the cookies. But where'd you grow up? I grew up outside of Chicago, in Buffalo Grove and then Lake Forest, two suburbs of the city. How
0: far from Chicago?
1: Within both of them, within an hour, yeah. And Forty you brothers
0: minutes. and sisters?
1: I had two older sisters.
0: Really? Yeah. So it's just you and two girls?
1: Me and two ladies. And and thus my verbal skills picked up.
0: <laughs> I have no, uh, I have a brother, I have no context, so you, you had to learn, they were older too?
1: They were five and six years older than me. Wow. Yeah. They beat you up. They mentally destroy you. You hadn't really, really learned to survive. <laughs> no, you know, like kids do. We're very close, but you know, when you're younger, brothers and sisters can be a little rough <laughs> did, on each did, other, were right? You beaten up by women? Well, they got smacked around by some ladies, like time or two, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we were very close. My sisters and I we were very close. Yeah. And what what kind of? Business? Not younger, but as you get older, you get, you get yeah, yeah, it gets easier. You know, cause... when you're younger, and you're five years younger, and. They want to play a board game. You're a problem. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. let Vince play too. Uh, yeah. 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 So I understand. Just
0: the annoying brother. Yes. Yeah. Get out of our room. That's we're right. doing grown up things. That's right. Yeah. But you're close now. Very close. Are they, what kind of, are they in show business? No.
1: They work with me. Okay. We do stuff. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Not run a before they business? weren't, but we kind of, yeah. The uh, production company is kind of a family business, which is fun. Well,
0: that's nice. Yeah. That's a, that's a sweet thing. It is. Um, when you were growing up, and did you go to Chicago a lot? Was Chicago part of your I life did.
1: I day? started going, um, once I could drive a car, I started going down, really, when I started to get into acting and stuff. How did that
0: start, though? Wait, did you do it in high school?
1: I did a little bit. My, both my parents worked, so I, I would do different activities. Um, and one of them, they put me in this community theater.
0: Really? Uh,
1: but was it was great. all kids. It was all okay. kids. I was like seven, and we were doing South Pacific. But everyone's a kid. It's crazy. You know, I played like Daddy Warbucks when I was 12, like in one of these things. <laughs> But uh, So then in school, I started doing plays and emceeing shows, and that was fun. And then I stopped a little bit. I started playing sports in high school. And then so you
0: did musical theater.
1: I did. Younger, we all did. It was, it was interesting because we would improvise the scenes. There was no way you were teaching a bunch of nine-year-olds right. all the dialogue. So we yeah. started improvising. We learned the songs. Um, I remember I'd always kind of talk the songs. they tried to encourage me that, like, Yul Brenner was great, which <laughs> I knew, but I sucked at singing. So, um, but I liked performing. It was fun.
0: Did you get laughs?
1: Um, and those, depending on the scenes, I don't remember particularly. It was more like, you know, you were doing South right. Pacific but you or something. You don't,
0: you don't remember being compelled to get laughs? You weren't one Not of those? Not at kids.
1: that moment. When I started em- emceeing talent shows and stuff, like in junior high and high school, yeah, then yeah. I did, and
0: that was fun. What sports did you play? This is a problem for me.
1: Um, sports are a problem? Yeah, a little bit. Tell me why. What happened? I,
0: I, what happened?
1: Yeah. Or what, what didn't happen? Maybe the better question. <sighs>
0: You know, I think I'm an athletic person, but okay. I, I don't know how to process healthy competition. Like, for me, if you lose, it's fucking over. <laughs> and, like, I wish in retrospect I would have been taught to be like, no, you got to learn how to lose like a man and go get up and play the next day. There was no playing the next day. For well, that's
1: me. like, you know, Bobby Knight or a lot of great coaches, f- and, you know, show that sentiment. So you had a champion in you that you didn't nurture. <laughs> that's exactly right. You, you have, like, I- an unfed champion in you. Right. You have a starving champion that right. wants to go
0: win a ring. That's right. And And because I was defeated by my own insecurity, That's not the true. world was That's denied not true.
1: i don't like that labeling no i don't either <laughs> that 's not true
0: but but I denied the world probably an olympian yeah I, I was I could have done something.
1: I don't know what. Maybe lifting. Kep, kept track of what the scores were that the other people did. Something. No, you no, could have I, contributed. You know no, you could have done something. Here's I, I, what I'm saying to you. Okay. You were frustrated with not winning, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, like, it was a shitty team, man. It was yeah. a shitty team. That's I got right. stuck with I was. I was on the Bad News Bears. Okay. I seriously was. The, the Little League team, they were just horrible. My mother didn't know how to sew patches <laughs> on properly. It's a long story. I like it. It's a laughing stock. I, I like forgot it. my hat during the picture. I'm the only kid in the picture without the hat. How old was I? This this was two years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it was like nine or ten peewees, you know what I mean? I was afraid of the ball. I, look, let's talk about your Here's the one thing I want to sports say. Here's career. Here's the one
1: thing I want to say. What? You can be pretty tough on my friend Mark, and he's a pretty good guy. <laughs> I want you to take it easy on my friend, because I like him.
0: Okay? All right, but I don't think you really know him. He's kind of a pussy. He's a good man. All right, <laughs> I'll try and... I'll get that to him. He's a good man. Yeah, I'll, I'll get that to Just him later. Just be easy
1: on him. You don't have to give him anything. Stop teaching him. Let it go. <laughs> but were you, were you like, a, a, a captain? Was I a captain? <laughs> like, if I was a captain, somehow I would be, like, put in a horrible category. I wish I was a fucking captain so we could have that conversation. No, I was not a captain. <laughs> what do you mean, you weren't a captain? No, I went into entertainment. I was not a captain. But, but wait, but... what... I uh, I played sports. I wrestled. I played football. I, I did a little bit of everything. You wrestled. I did.
0: But you're like you're so tall. I I'm mean, tall. But how the hell do you win every time, right? I was
1: pretty good. You know, I didn't want to. I wanted to play a team sport because those are fun. Like right. you ride on the bus and everyone's laughing and we're in together. Wrestling's not like that. You're sitting by yourself. You're spitting. You know, big league chew. You're trying to lose weight and you got to get in a street fight in front of some kid you don't even know in front of your mom and dad. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> but. I wanted to be like, hey, high five, or you missed the block. There was none of that. It's like, nope, he pretty much just <laughs> choked me out. Uh, but, uh, but I did, and, I'm, and, I, and, I, and I enjoyed it. Uh, and then it, when you started losing the weight, and as you get older and stuff, I didn't like it as much. I played football, and I was a, a, a bad.: it was average There's a weight athlete. issue?
0: You wanted to eat more, and that's why you got No, it wrestling? wasn't that. I, oh. you, just,
1: you, once, you start like that's your weight, but yeah. you know, three months later, that's not your weight when you're growing, unless you're wrestling, and then it is your weight, right? right? You'd wear like the fucking sweatshirt on the bike. <laughs> Did you wear that it was uni- like what was that, what was that one with the Madonna song in it?: okay. Vision Quest. Oh, okay. yeah. Did, did you wear a unitard? I did the whole thing. God. I wore my unitard to school. I was so fucking proud. What's up? <laughs> Look, who's wrestling bitches?: <laughs> No, I did not, but so I, but then I wanted to I started going, gosh, I, I'd like to do this, you know acting and this kind of stuff. I didn't Wait, what know what it sports? meant. Hold on a minute. What are Oh, we're going to go back to this. Yeah, I,
0: just, I need to know because I want to Okay, you. so football. Oh, football.
1: Yes. Uh, wrestling. Okay. I, I played younger baseball, but just for a couple of years, not, not, not later. How, how, how much football did you play? I played football seventh, eighth, freshman, and sophomore so year. So you had a letter
0: jacket? You were a letter jacket guy?
1: Could have had a letter jacket. A letter... That's okay, though. Learn to love those people. You're going to love a little bit I of yourself. I know that. I'm talking about Let's me. Go. We're going to work through this we are going to work through this So,
0: but what kind of letter jacket where were you were you like a dick or were you like the cool guy oh, I was a dick
1: <laughs> I'd pick on anyone anyone who quit a fucking sport I would have fucking kicked the shit out of I couldn't have stand that guy I just wanted uh, I would have found him I just wanted oh you I, forgot I, your fucking hat <laughs> <laughs> oh whoa 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 look who forgot the fucking hat
0: I kind of felt like this was what it was going to be like no, a, I knew I was
1: walking into this. No. No? What happened? That's the old you, right? No, it was not, never me. But, it, I'm, uh, but I'll, I'll wear that hat if you want to put the costume <laughs> on me. So you do the baseball. So we played sports. Let's okay. talk about those again. These guys love this part. There was wrestling. You guys yeah. ready to fucking kill yourselves yet? Yeah. It was football. football. And then what happened was my parents wouldn't let me go down to, do, to try out for professional things because I wasn't. I was a kid. Like, what do you mean professional? I said, thing? I like to go try out for, like, a professional play oh, or right. go down to Chicago and try to do something. They said, well, you know, when you're 18, you make your own decisions." So a friend of mine, his mom, like, got him headshots and the whole thing, and, and she would take him to the city to audition. So I cut school one day to go with him. You didn't tell your parents? I did not. I wrote, yeah. a, I wrote a letter, my own, like, let Vince go with him letter.
0: <laughs> and I went
1: down and... Um, I was in the waiting room, and the casting director said, oh, he's here, would he like to, The other mom was nice, I think, and encourage it, and said, would he like to read for this thing? And it was an industrial film about, like, teenage dating or whatever it was.
0: In-house industrial. Yeah, thing. like yeah. some
1: company. And I got the part. So that was good, because then I was able to meet an agent. And then I had to go get headshots. Now, are you guys familiar with headshots? What they are? Yeah. When I did them, and I didn't know anything. They could have told me to do anything I didn't know. <laughs> They were like, you got to have different poses to show different looks. <laughs> do you remember this? I do. Did you do there these? was like
0: four. Composite.
1: Did you do the composite? No, I didn't do a composite. So like you'd have a tennis racket, but like be looking at the camera. You'd being have guitar- a chef, yeah, a chef guitar- hat, oh, yeah. chef hat, and yeah. that tastes good. <laughs> sweat, ba- sweat bands with like a kiss shirt on. Look <laughs> who's helping their friend move. <laughs> of God, you know, preppy, what time's the dance start? <laughs> I love the foxtrot, Whatever. <laughs> So I did this, humiliating, but I was... <laughs> do you was have eight. any left? I don't know where the hell they are. <laughs> You've got to find I them burned up. those things. But uh, then I started getting a chance to audition and do stuff. And then I started to go down to the Improv Olympic, which Del Close started, who started Second City. Really? Oh, so when you... I was a kid, I started to study and train with that. And with I started, Del? With Del. Was, uh, took some classes from Del.
0: How did you tell your parents on the
1: idea? Now, they, they busted you. My dad you. was pretty cool. but they knew Well, I didn't... had a car, and I was driving down, and they knew I took it seriously, and, right. and they were supportive at that point, but my mom was just, you know, they didn't. They were removed from the entertainment industry, so they were always encouraging. What, but what kind of business they were just They just thought, in? you're not going to go get paid and have a job right. They worried plays and stuff. You're going to go to school. They're yeah. worried. They, yeah.
0: that's, that's their primary concern. It's not that parents judge what your choice is, but they're like, that doesn't work out for anybody.
1: Right, but yeah. when, once I got to be 18 and I wanted to move to California, they were, they were like, that's fine. What business were they in? My dad was a manufacturer's rep for toys. What toys? Um, well, like... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle was one that he represented. Really, he yeah. repped the the turtle. But he was the the manufacturer's rep, so he was you know the factory would make it and he'd get on he would do the get on the shelves. Really? Yeah. So did you have Christmas a was very nice at the Vaughn house. <laughs> <laughs> a couple samples would fall off the truck if but you everybody... know what I'm talking about. Remember the Evo Knievel stunt cycle? Yeah, that was a big one.
0: Plenty of toys. Wait, Del Close, tell me about that. So what, what were those classes? This guy's the wizard. He's the Buddha. He's the improv genius that sort of set all of it going, like UCB, all of it. And you, you spent time with that guy.
1: I did. I, I had met a, a guy uh, in a different acting class who said, you should really come down to this thing called the Improv Olympic. And what it was is I think they wanted to do more improv where you really went on stage and you didn't know where it was going to go. And they had this thing called the Herald. Right. And you would get on there, you'd take a suggestion from the audience, you'd have different games and tools, and you would attempt to tell a complete story with the beginning, middle, and end with the, with the people on the team with you, and you would compete. And I was only there for a little while, um, although Dell came from Second City, and a lot of the coaches did go back and forth between the two of them. I only did Improv Olympic, which was really good training. But I wasn't old enough to be in the places. I was tall. But I would go perform at these places in Chicago, and I really enjoyed it. And it was a, I think it was a great training. And looking back, you know, when I met Favreau, we met on a movie called Rudy. And although he was from Queens, he was living in Chicago at the time. He had gone to study. Right. And so we had that in common. Who were the guys? Do you remember any of the people who were around then? Because a lot of people started in Chicago. There's a, whole, a lot like, of people started and a lot of great screenwriters. And obviously people came out of that program because you're really screenwriting. I mean, improv is Like gives you the,
0: the chops to act, to listen, to do everything, and, yes. and, and also build sketches and direct everything.
1: Yeah, it's a great training ground, I think, just for... Getting comfortable even just jumping into something without knowing where you're going. Was Farley around or any of those people that you I, remember? He was before I was. So oh, he was, was already off and on he was gone. And on S N L yeah. And yeah I, I, loved, I loved watching him like anybody did. But yeah. somehow
0: or another you didn't get stuck in the, the the full arc of it. Like you didn't you're not in the road troop, you weren't, you know, you got in and out, huh?
1: I never, had those, I never had the ambitions of, of being on SNL or doing that stuff. I really? Never, I never had the ambitions of being a stand-up. I, I really liked that training, and it, it came easy to me in that they put me on stage very quickly, and I really enjoyed it. But I really wanted to be an actor, so once I, I, I stayed with it, and then once I got to be 18 and graduated high school, I moved out to California. But when how did the, uh, how did the movie Rudy come about? Were you cast in Chicago? I wasn't, although I was, uh, I was in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I, I hadn't been working at all, and I had a, um, a manager but no agent.
0: How long have you been in? Wait, so you move. All right, so you tell your parents you're going to go. You go to L.A. Yes. You, know, you don't know anybody.
1: Well, I go there, and they say you have to take community college classes. Oh. I already tried that once. I went for two weeks in Chicago. CLC, <laughs> Community of Last Chance. Anyone else here from there? I went for a couple of weeks, whatever. Then I go, okay, I'll, I'll take community college, Santa yeah. Monica Junior College. Um, I signed up in, in that. And then I was, I was able to get an agent right away when I first moved out there. Really? Right away. How'd and that happen? I just got a number of this lady, and I called, I called her. <laughs> and uh, uh, she was like a big agent at like ICM. Really? And I had done stuff in Chicago, so I had done like a Chevy commercial, right. and like an Indiana farm insurance commercial. <laughs> I'd done like a Sears Roebuck, like how to use the uh, universal exercise machine correctly. <laughs> So, so you are, actually
0: did your composite photograph. So for
1: Chicago, I had done a lot of stuff. I thought, this yeah. is great. Yeah. So when I called her, I said, you know, I was trying to, like, you know, I said, you know, she said, I only represent, like, actors like people know. Like, there's nothing I could do for you. And I said, I'm not sure I'm going with you. We haven't even met each other yet. <laughs> <laughs> but she was nice enough to refer me to a smaller agent. And I went to this, not smaller in size, but in stature. But I went to her and... And she, she just liked that I called someone right away and that I had studied a lot in Chicago and I had done some stuff. She so liked your moxie. I, she liked the moxie yeah. that I brought to the this table. This guy's got balls. That's right. Are you still with that agent? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> How long did that last? I was with her for a while. Um, I was with her for a while. But I had kind of been dropped by agents and stuff for a long time leading up to Swingers. You know, It was about seven years or so that I was out there. But I met John on Rudy and he was currently in the Improv Olympic, and he was also washing dishes at Second City. And uh, we had that in common, and we just made fun of each other right away. I mean, he was. So he was him. from Queens, and we were kind of similar but different backgrounds, and so I liked it. He was very insulting, yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. We would kind of ride each other, and we sort of became friends. And then so he
0: was, he was living in Chicago studying.
1: He was living in Chicago doing the Improv Olympics, right. and he was washing dishes at such But he was city. just like
0: working the door and stuff and washing dishes right. and just hanging around.
1: He was, he was trying to yeah. ascend, if you will.
0: And then he, how did you both get cast in that movie?
1: Well, I think he like auditioned and got a, you know, got a part. It was the craziest thing because I had a, a tape... You, know, you put these tapes like the composite yeah. <laughs> together where it's like scenes you've done, <laughs> scenes you've done in the different things, which were like for me were like after school specials and whatever. Yeah. You're but real. They it's were looking real. for a guy to play a football player, yeah. and so they cast me, and I never had to read for it. And I was not a good auditioner, so I got, that's how I got the part. And then we met in South Bend, and then when he moved out to Los Angeles afterwards, we hung out quite a bit.
0: So how long were you out there before
1: you got cast in anything? I mean, how did you... I would get cast every now and then and stuff? But the, first, the first year I got cast in nothing. You know, it's difficult. Sure. It, no, so I know, I difficult. know. But like,
0: it seemed like you were hammering around. You were out there for a long time. What were you, where were you working? What were you doing?
1: Well, I, had, I was fortunate. You know, national commercials paid a lot. Oh, right, right. And I had done those younger. Yeah. And then I would work every now and then in residuals and stuff. But, you know, nothing consistent.
0: Yeah. Nothing fun. Nothing weird
1: nothing too crazy no I wish I did 21 Jump Street China Beach you know different TV, TV shows part. that were there at the time and you were how old were you like 20 what I was 18 when I moved out See, and I did Swingers I think I was 24 Favreau has a funny story I, ha- I want to tell because uh, it made me laugh when, like you know they name these characters stuff he told me this he, he went in for he, he was heavy you know he did Rudy and it's like a b- big guy, and, he, and there was an audition for this movie, Shawshank uh, Redemption, yeah. which seemed real pedigree for us. We were like, that's, that's great. And he got a part to go read, and the part of the character was Fat Ass. That was the name of the character he's going to read for. <laughs> and Fabs didn't like that they named the part Fat Ass. I don't blame him. But anyway, he uh, wanted to play around with him. So he went in. And there was a receptionist girl, just a girl. She had nothing to do with anything, right? This poor <laughs> girl just sitting behind a desk. So Fab comes in, and meanwhile, there's a bunch of really heavy white guys, a bunch of them in the room, all there auditioning, obviously, for the same part. So Fabro goes in and uh, goes up to the girl, and he's just real naive and excited. He says, I'm here for the, to read for the part of Fatas. <laughs> and she goes, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. He goes, "Fatass, I'm excited. I'm excited. My name is John Favreau. I'm here, I'm here to read for the part of FITAS. She says, I don't, I don't, uh, there's not a, not a part of FITAS. It's like, well, what part could it be? What, what could it be? What, what am I here to read for? She goes, uh, I, think I, um, I think I know what part that you're here for. So she gave him the sides and handed it to him. Yeah. And he looked at it. He goes, this isn't FITAS. What is not fatas whats this? <laughs> And she goes, the name, you know, the name on the top of the sides, the name is on the sides. He goes, well, what is it? What does it say? Because he just wanted to make her say it to him. And so she looked at him and she goes, fat ass. And then he just acted like wounded to the core, like he couldn't believe it. But uh, I always liked that. Uh, I always liked that story that John tells. But uh, yeah, it was like you would go up for those kind of parts, right? Whatever. Sure. Whatever yeah. I, I
0: never was cut out for it for the same reason sports didn't work out.
1: You know, I, Oh, my God. Go on on audition. At some point, let's get a little backbone here, right? Let's uh, go on the audition. They're like, yeah, rejected. the the victim? Reject. No. No, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, it's not a victim thing. It was just sort of like, fuck No, it's kind of
1: like somehow it's like someone's got to make you okay with that journey. You know what? Only one that can make you okay is you. Honestly. Really? that's, That's real love. Yes.
0: Was there ever a point in your life where you were wavering with your confidence? Yes. When? Early on?
1: Well, I think you always have that at different points. Yeah. Don't you think?
0: Well, like, if you stayed out in L.A. before Swingers, like I mean, it must have been like, fuck, how am I going to make a break here? I think
1: what it is is I think that uh, the confidence comes from working at something more and more, and I think the fear, which I had, is a good thing, if depending on how you manage it. If it doesn't
0: destroy you. Well, it
1: does both, right? And then you learn that, you know, I think the thing with acting is you have to work really hard at it. And you'll get more confident. Like anything in life, I think you have to work really hard at something, including your own life. You have to really try at something to get better. And you can improve where you're at if you're willing to kind of do those things. But part of the fun for acting, I look back now, I don't know what I was thinking at 18 or what got it in my mind. It was probably, for me, um, feeling like younger, that was an area I got a good response in and I felt confident in. So I felt like, gosh, that feels fun. Let's go do that. And then when I went through rejection and all that, that a lot of actors do, you sort of have made your bet at that point. You gotta, so you it, just sort of, gosh, right. I got to make this work. I, I, I don't know. I don't think there's anything else I feel good that I could do. It, it, I really love this. So I better really work at it.
0: Right. But is it, that's sort of part of the game. I mean, if I talk to actors like the auditioning process or not being right, certainly early on. I mean, now they know who you are. But at some point, you just has to say it's, it's not personal that, you know, if you get rejected from a role, a lot of times they're not even looking for you.
1: Well, you know, when you're going through it and you're young, you do take it personal. But as you get older and you get on the other side of it, it isn't. But of course it feels that way because you're trying very hard to work. I mean, you want to work. And for me, if I would have gotten a TV series or anything, I was just thankful to have a chance to try to work at the art, at at acting. I wasn't trying to be selective. I was just thankful to want to do this. It felt so foreign to me. Were you training at all? I trained a lot. I always trained all the way through. With who? Well, in Chicago, I did Improv Olympic right. and that, and I did uh, uh, um, with David Darlow, Shakespearean stuff. And this is in Chicago. Uh-huh. And then in LA, I said with Larry Moss quite a bit, who's a very popular acting coach and terrific. I just worked with him recently on this last movie I did, and he came in and coached. No, just I went to go see him and go through what, my like, stuff. Because
0: yeah. like, I'm always because like, I think acting, and, and I, I, you could probably confirm this is. So I eat, I think you have a a, a natural ability for it. I mean, either you're going to, like some part of you lives in that. Like there is natural talent to it. But I'm always curious as to what people say the craft is or what the method is. I mean, what are some helpful things that were told you by by these teachers that enabled you to move forward with with focus?
1: I believe that, you know, there's always more than one way to the waterfall. Yeah. So there's not, this is the only way to do. Did you make that saying up? No. Oh, okay. No. Um, but I do believe that there's more than, there's more than one way to sort of learn how to do something. It depends on how you learn and how you do stuff. And I like trying different things and take some things that work for you and go and do different stuff. Um, but like, what was the first problem solver that you had? Like when you were like when you were first
0: going out and you're first in LA and you're learning how to act, you know, what was the first obstacle that
1: made you go like, Oh fuck yeah, I can do that. Well, I think the difference was is auditioning felt very different to me than having a material for a while and kind of feeling like you were creating a character. Yeah. You know, I feel like in auditioning, there's something in that dynamic that was very, um, you know, you're going in for a job interview. Yeah. And I was raised to be, you know, polite and shake everyone's (laughs) hand, which was the worst fucking thing I could have done. (laughs) I remember I go in. These guys probably couldn't wait to get me out of the room. I thought, who's the guy from Mayberry? But I would go in. And I would say, it's such a pleasure to meet you, and such a pleasure to be like, fucking hey, can the fucking talk I sit down? We're not going to cast them anyway. It's an honor to meet you. You know, whatever. That's how I thought you took a job interview. And then I could get a weird feeling like I knew I, w- I wasn't going to get it, but I felt like I had to make them okay. So I'd say, well, this is great stuff. You guys are going to have a great time shooting this stuff. Yeah. But, it was always weird to me because there would always be someone out in the waiting room who would be, like, kind of homeless and <laughs> real rude to everybody. And they'd kind of, like, overly, nerd, you know, make sure he could get in the room and treat him with kick gloves. And, you know, you'd be sitting, I'd be sitting in my studio, my studio uh, place and, and watching. And he'd be the guy on the show. He'd be the guy that got the part. He got the part. <laughs> but there was something in that, I think, where if there was a confidence, they wanted to feel like they were hiring somebody that felt like they knew what they were doing. And so you started to learn, although they could be fooled or they, whatever, sometimes people could put on an air as if, I really know what I'm doing as a compensation. But what you started to learn was the more you got confident and sort of brought what you believed to be right, that's what they were looking for someone who really felt like wasn't going to be a lot of work for them.
0: Right. They, you were locked in. You'd made your choices. Yes. You, know, you knew exactly what you're going to do. Thank you. See you later not like was
1: that okay yeah right right
0: yeah walking out going like okay okay great by the
1: way bbq saturday if anyone's interested four o'clock but we could go five if it works better for everybody (laughs) i'll
0: just wait i'll just wait there
1: i'll be outside you tell me (laughs) you know what let me come by monday and bring you whatever we donate
0: I've, have you done that thing where you're like, "Do you guys need it any other way? I can do it another way. Do you want me to do it another?" way? Sure, <laughs> yeah, sure, for so sure. So horrible, so desperate, it's yeah.
1: bad, right?
0: <laughs> you want it angry? I can do angry. Can I blow someone? Yeah. What are we doing here, guys? Honestly, <laughs> anyone, anyway, you can watch. You can I all watch, or you can walkie. leave. Walkie. Walk yeah. on here. <laughs> yeah. How much part of uh, of Swinger's creation were you part of? I mean, did you, did you, were you working with John throughout the process of it?
1: Yeah, you know, it's. When, when that first happened, I said to Favreau, you know, I'm sick of auditioning. These people, these, this material is not very good, and no one's writing stuff. I said, we should write our own stuff, and I made up my mind that I was going to write something. I had flown to Austin to see a friend of mine. I was going to go write, and I came back after two weeks. I kind of got my outline. I was ready to go, and John wrote Swingers in two weeks. He got one of those screenwriting books, and he wrote it, and it was great. Which
0: book? Sid Field? Yeah,
1: Sid Field. One of those, right? <laughs> oh, no, maybe it was Joseph Campbell he got. Uh, oh, Joseph Campbell? The, the writer's journey. Okay, yeah, he, okay. I think that's the one he did, but... And it was great, and we had a. What did you write? I had not finished that. I had written a treatment, and I was like, two weeks. This dude turned out this script, and it was incredible. Wow. Like, I think it just kind of came out of him, uh-huh. in that it was sort of something that was, you know, close to him. But we really loved it, and we said we're going to get this movie made. And we were young and very kind of like we have to not compromise the script, and it was very difficult because no one knew who we were, me less so than him, and also. Uh, the movie wasn't traditional in that. They said, well, swing music, who listens to swing music? And they said, can you make it grunge music? That was more popular at the time. And they said, there's no girl's point of view in the movie. We'd love to hear how the girls think about dating. I said, this isn't a fucking health video. Right? We're not trying to save the... this about a bunch of guys who don't really know what they're doing trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, if there was a girl hanging out, there wouldn't be a fucking movie, right? Um <laughs> yeah, here's my, the girl telling me how it works. Um, well, I'm dating her. What are we struggling with here, right? So, you know, it was sort of a coming of age. So we were very, you know, we would meet every day and talk about how we're going to get it done and who's going to finance it and went through all those different journeys and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I had, I had ideas, and a lot of the dialogue and stuff that was in the movie was stuff that I had said, joking around. But John really, you know, wrote the movie. It was his idea. He coordinated it. But we were friends, and I definitely, you know... Gave him ideas and collaborated. Um, but, uh, you know, totally John's doing as far as the idea, the, the setting, all of it. But and you guys it, had a dynamic. We had I mean, a dynamic. You, you and entered. A, and, a, and, a, and he wrote it with my voice, so a lot of the stuff was was things that I had said and, you know, that kind of thing. But but we were just guys- thrilled to be doing something, and Doug came in with, with the money to make it. We made it for $250,000. We shot it in 22 days. And you have to understand, I, I mean... We didn't have any money to shoot. So we would go to a bar and the bar would be open because they couldn't close it. They say, yeah, you kids can shoot here, but we're not closing the fucking bar down. So we'd be there trying to do our lines. Your money, baby, you know, whatever. But there'd be people there hanging out like drinking. And in L.A., if you're trying really sincerely, you're a loser. Like that doesn't go over well. Like if you're really making an effort to do something, no one wants to be near you. There's something sad about that. You got to make it like you're cool and you got it working, right? Yeah, Yeah. So we didn't know we were we were shooting the movie and, and and shot it in a short period of time and the big thing for us was to try to get into Sundance and then of course we didn't get into Sundance and uh, but then ultimately the movie really we had a, finished it and did a screening and it really popped like everyone wanted to to buy it at that point. And it's a huge movie. People love that became, movie. It became a, a kind of a cult classic for sure.
0: Yeah, people love that movie now. I mean, uh-huh. like some people like they're. And that was, um, but, you, but you, had you and John been hanging out a lot before you did the movie? We so, were very
1: good. Yeah, we had So that's all the, the best, time.
0: right? So like, you know, you had that, not, you're entering with this chemistry you that do. is established. And then you become,
1: but then it becomes a little bit, I think what happens sometimes, it's like Oasis or like any kind of young garage band where you're all very close and we did Made and you do stuff, but then there starts to be that, I'm a guitar player, I'm the singer. And <laughs> well, really? starts to be a thing. <laughs> well, I think it just is a natural thing that happens. Like you're all friends and you're making a movie and you're yeah. doing something and yeah. then it's kind of like a band. Did you, know, you fight? You're very close. Not really ever fight, but you know I think you go through stages where you're so close and you do something so, you know, personal. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I talked to him Saturday, so we're still we're still close, and and uh, glad that we. But you know, you go through your you go through your moments where you're away and you're close. You start together as kids, you know, so it's like you, you kind of you kind of grew up together in a way, and then you know both gone on from there, and other people in the movie too to do other stuff. Um, Well, it's good that you're still friends. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's nice. And I'm excited for that new chef movie. is very good. If you guys haven't seen it, it is good. It's a
0: sweet movie. I talked to him. You know, I tried to get some. Like I emailed him. We're you know we're not tight, but he was on the show a couple times. I know he likes my show, so today on the plane I'm like, "What do you got on Vince?" Um, nothing. Got nothing. Uh, he might be just busy promoting. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't matter. I mean, it's about me, Vince, and I don't understand why he didn't take the time. What's going to
1: of... happen with, with with my own hands? I'm going to knit a sweater with a C on it, and I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> what? Yeah. What does that mean? Just a captain. Just a captain sweater for you. <laughs> yeah
0: that'd be nice yeah. that'd be nice if yeah. you could make time to do that yeah. that'd be, I'd be very moved by that yeah. and you know what I'd earn it yeah. I would be a captain That's right. if you knitted me a captain sweater He
1: already is a captain isn't he oh
0: thank you so that so swingers big break now you're moving now you're the guy all eyes are on Vaughn I'm saying that like a I don't yeah, know, how, I know. I like I don't know who good. I just became just then <laughs> It's like, all eyes are on Vince Vaughn. What happens? I don't
1: know if it was like that. I think that the movie, we, there became opportunities and stuff for sure. But um, What was the first one? Spielberg? Spielberg, I did uh, Lost World, which was weird. You know, um, I had met with him and I talked with him a lot about westerns because I like old westerns. You met others.
0: with Spielberg and you just talked about westerns? He talked a lot about Let's old westerns. Let's back up. So he calls you, Steven Spielberg, yes. the king of the world calls you and says, Hi, Vince. You want to
1: come talk about Westerns? No, he was doing this movie, and would you like to go in to talk to him okay. about being in the movie? I said, sure. You yeah. go to Amblin, which looks like a Smurf village the way that the, <laughs> yeah. the houses are. And we just talked a lot about Westerns, and um, I liked him very much. And then, but no one could see a script. It was like you couldn't see a script for the, for the movie, for Lost World. And so I went and did that, and that was a big change going from Swingers to that. And then I really made a decision. I didn't want to do a lot of studio films, and I spent the next years really doing... You know, whether it was Clay Pigeons or I did Made with Favreau or I did Return to Paradise uh, with Joaquin Phoenix and uh, I did a much more that kind of movie. And I didn't want to do these studio films. I I hated them all. I didn't like them. I thought that they were really kind of like um, and that was just my personal taste. Taste I had been offered stuff, but I just thought, I don't know. I, I think coming from swingers and doing that now, mind you, when I started, like I said, I was happy just to be working. Um, and then after Swingers, I sort of felt like, well, gosh, I want to do movies that are kind of about something. Um, Those are serious roles, some of them. Yeah, I did more dramatic stuff. And, you know, they were always critically not well-received, but you no know, one knew who we were. I and mean, we were kind of movies that weren't really kind of, you know, bigger, larger movies. They were, they were smaller films. And that was a
0: choice. You were like, That no, was a you choice know, like at I, the time. I, I would have
1: done something. I just didn't love the material that was out so there. So you just, work with
0: Spielberg, and you're like, I'm done with that shit.
1: No, wouldn't that? No. no. I thought that for me was... A, I was a big fan of Steven, like, you know, obviously E.T. Yeah. E. and Close Encounters. Sure. And I think he's a great filmmaker. Of course. Um, and so that was fun to, to be in that experience. But it wasn't my calling at the time to feel like I wanted to go and do that. And then later when I got... Uh, and then I had done Made and this. And then when Todd Phillips came to me with Old School which was our comedy. I really liked it and I thought there was something rebellious about it, something kind of outlaw that I liked about it and so that well, he's was kind the of well, isn't he? He's great. Todd is, he's Todd kind is great. Out of his mind, right? I love him. I love him. Great. I he's terrific.
0: But that was a, like that was a huge break and that sort of defined, you know, your persona a little bit movie-wise.
1: Well, I I I started liking these comedies that were coming out then. So a lot of those comedies I thought were really fun and good movies so yeah. I, I started saying yes and sort of went on a roll of doing you know that and, and and Dodgeball and Wedding Crashers and these kind of movies that I thought were really really fun.
0: Now do you like I because you like one of the guys you're like one of this uh you know these this modern comedy mob of dudes that do those movies how close are you with those guys like with Owen and with Will and I mean I always want to believe that you guys are all kind of talking during the day and you know, like, I like wonder what Owen's up to. Hey, man, what's happening? Nothing. Just watching TV. Any of that going on?
1: Um, I don't care if those guys live or die. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, sorry. Uh,
0: it's
1: called acting. Here's another the illusion shattered. No. no, Owen and I are are very close. Uh, uh, Owen's a, a very good friend, but I don't see him all the time. But we do we do stay in touch, and um, I like him quite a bit as a as a person. And I really really respect him. Uh, as a, as an actor, as a writer, just as a as a person, I like Owen quite a bit, and um, you know uh, you don't spend all that much time with with each no, other. And, and he's probably the one that I'm closest with of that group. And did you feel pressure? I mean, after okay, old school
0: happens, and that that's a huge movie, and it's a huge break, and it puts you on the map in a, in a huge way. You know, outside of swingers, that's the biggest thing, right? Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, I had done some other things, and I did one movie that I did that was *The Cell*. And I played this part, and I said, "I want to do it this way." And they said, "Yes, you can." And then I did it, and then they they wouldn't let me do it the, entirely the way I wanted to do it. And you kind of learn there's a honeymoon period where they kind of want you in the movie, and sometimes they they want to kind of not do what they're saying that they're going to do. Um, and I was like, uh, <laughs> but they figured a, they got you, you after. Well, I don't point. know. They just figured they, they want to they kind of want to sometimes dial it down towards uh, the middle a lot of yeah. times, but. Um, but, uh, yeah, so old school was kind of fun. And, and, and and Todd was, Todd's really a a great filmmaker. I mean, yes, he does a lot of comedies, but he's very talented and very smart guy.
0: Yeah. I've heard great things about him. I'd like to interview that guy. I I, like, I heard that, like if you talk to the guys who work on the hangover, he just seems he has real guts. Like he'll push the limit. And he's he's
1: like, he's, he's kind of like an artist, but he's also very defiant, like in a good way. He really believes in what he does and he doesn't engage in sort of trying to make everyone okay as far as. If you're working with him, you feel like you have a really strong head coach who knows what he wants to do, and you know he's going to find a way to get that done. So it makes it really fun and easy for you on the set.
0: So once you did Old School, did you feel? I guess the question is because you had a, a, a big run of comedies after that, and you're you, were, you know, pretty much a comedy superstar. Was there pressure for you to kind of like you know they were looking for you to be that Vince Vaughn? Like you know, can you just do that? that kind of, you know, snappy kind of...
1: You know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just saying yes to material that I liked. It was fun to find things that I was excited to go do. Yeah. So Dodgeball was fun. I liked, you know, that character and that story. And then um, Starsky and Hutch with Todd again was fun, and Wedding Crashers was fun. Yeah. It was just nice to be doing those movies. You know, David Dopkin, who I did uh, had done Clay Pigeons with younger, with Joaquin, um, he was directing that movie, and I always liked working with him. So when he came to me with Wedding Crashers... He said, we, you know, me and Owen and him really got to write a lot and kind of, you know, have fun with the script and, and, you know, come up with ideas. And so that felt very collaborative and kind of fun. We were kind of off the radar, you know. They weren't really watching us too much, the studio. They did it at a small enough price, and we were kind of left alone. So I think we were able to do something that we really felt great about. I saw... Uh, I didn't meet Joaquin, but
0: I, well, I watched him sleep. I was... Um... I mean, it was—it was probably wrong of me. I—I I was being flown somewhere first class, and he was in the seat ahead of me, and and he was sleeping. I went to the bathroom. And I'm like, there is Joaquin sleeping. I should probably keep moving, um, but I, I lingered for a couple couple seconds. I'm just being honest with you. I like that. I don't know him. He seems like a nice guy. Very kind nice. Of, yeah, I didn't—I didn't get that far. He was tired.
1: I, you know, was normal most people on planes do like to shut it down for a little bit. Yeah. I, <laughs> Right? No, I know. I know. With a I, laptop. It, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I know. I know. I don't. I don't know what I was expecting. Sometimes that's the perfect parachute out of a strange person that you don't know next to you. It's yeah, it's just sleep.
0: nap. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't even next to him. I was behind I him. I Behind
1: <laughs> next. I
0: know. I get, I get it. I'm not saying I was right. but I'm I not realized. saying I was wrong. <laughs> Now, your dad was in a couple movies with you.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. We started with Swingers. John's put his grandmother in Swingers, and I put my father in Swingers, and then it kind of worked. So we kept trying to put him in stuff, like a Good Luck Charm. <laughs> he's still around. Yes, he is. Unfortunately, Fabro's grandmother's not. She was the best. Um, but my father is, and he's he's great too. Yeah. And you've always gotten along with him all the way through. With your dad. Yes, that's For the, good. Most part, yeah, we're very close. Yeah. And, we fight, you know, sometimes, like anybody does. Yeah. They're stupid yeah. shit doesn't matter. Like. What teams better? You know, don't make a Sports, family, anything. Yeah. yeah. Sports, things that you aren't a part of. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> gotta get, get it, past it. Gotta get past it. What do I talk about? Ceramics. What, what do we excel at? I don't know anything about ceramics. Well, what, what is it? There's got to be a safe place where you really feel good. Guitar. Guitar. Like, you do yeah. feel good with guitar. I
0: like guitar. Yeah. yeah. Playing guitar. You play guitar? I don't. So uh, there how you do go. Like Checkmate. Yeah. Hey, you won. I'm a captain. <laughs> yeah. Of guitar.
1: Yeah. That's right. Captain, Captain felt Guitar. Great. Yeah, that felt good. You know what? It felt good for me too. Did it? Yeah, because we got past that. that other I'm moment. past it. I, just I am was... too. <laughs> Do you have cats? I don't. You? My wife had a cat that was non negotiable when we got married. Had ha- you had to have it? Well, yeah, that was with, you know, it, it's, Came with it, her. it's one thing to have a cat. That's one thing, right? Yeah. It's a cat. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But then when the cat's name's Diva, it's like just sticking <laughs> it in you, right? I got a cat, and its name is Diva. Yeah. Diva's fine, but Diva's not like a friendly cat that wants to be down with everybody. <laughs> dogs, you dog guy. I'm or... a dog guy, but I don't have any dogs currently. Why not? Well, I will. The kids are very young, and when they get older. Oh, so you got to wait so they don't hurt the yeah. kids. Yeah. I got to make it my wife's idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I realize you want a dog, so here we go. Here we go, Diva the dog.
0: So, um, a swimmer? Big swimmer? Yeah. Yeah? I was on swim team. Okay. I did do that. All right. Yeah, I had a B-time and breaststroke. I was all right with okay. that. Yeah, okay. I can swim. I can do a few strokes of butterfly. And it'll make it look impressive for about, like, 30 seconds. That's and good. Then, it, then I peter out. How so we do we ju- do
1: with the ribbons? What colors were we collecting? What do we have on the wall at home? No. Some blues, some yellows? What are we working with?
0: Which, which one's yellow? Third? Yeah, maybe a couple of those. Yellows. Relay? A couple of thirds, Relay.
1: yeah. Relay? Huh? Relay?
0: Uh, yeah, I did relay.
1: Did you push it? Did you uh, touch the wall or not? Did you push it? Did you try yeah, to get
0: I, g- I was not good at the, at the flip turn. Flip turn? Not good and do
1: it. Wall and push. Yeah. You're not going yeah, uh, to go blue with that. Yeah and,
0: it, yeah, and the backstroke. You're not going
1: blue. You're not going blue with the no, grab and no. push. <laughs> yeah. You got to mermaid it, little mermaid. You got to be, uh, be uh, a little Ariel, a little princess, a little water yeah, princess. I
0: know. And the other problem was the backstroke, I'd always like turn over for the wall. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't I rush. was a terrible,
1: terrible swimmer. You were? I was a lifeguard, but I never was licensed. <laughs> True story. How do you get that job? I don't worry about what I do and what I don't do. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look at the. Thank God there were no problems. <laughs> well, I was, uh, yeah. I uh, my friend of my mom's. I wanted a summer job, and she was a lifeguard and could certify people, so she certified me to get a lifeguard job. And I didn't know I didn't know CPR, and uh, so, but I took the lifeguard job. I'm like, you know, again, 16 or something. So I used to get all the kids and play and play games with them, because I wanted to keep my eye on them. I was nervous that if something happened, I didn't really have the skills to, to save anybody. <laughs> so I'd get them all to play games and stuff off the rings, and, and I would watch them all and play with, play with all the kids. And then I did learn CPR, obviously, because I was like, you know, you can't be watching toddlers we- and not be able to save them when that's your job. But I was a lifeguard. <laughs> I love that story. I'm going to tell it again. I was a lifeguard. <laughs> but I was on a swim team, and I was horrible. Horrible. I was a terrible fucking swimmer. I know that makes you just so happy, Captain yeah. Guitar. And I was really, really bad. What was your stroke? I didn't have one. If I had a stroke, <laughs> I was terrible. They put me on a relay team. But one time I got put in the backstroke, yeah. and there was four kids in the race. Yeah. And you know, as we all do, three people are going to get a ribbon in this race. So I had a, I had a hell of a shot in this thing. <laughs> and there was a kid from another school who was very big. He was a large child. <laughs> he was fed a lot, and he was a big, 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 big kid. Yeah. And me and him were apparently, because, you know, you don't know what's going on when you're in the back. show. we were apparently in a fucking dog fight because the people from his swim team were like they couldn't believe it. Like he had a chance to ribbons, and they were standing by the pool and they were screaming for him and cheering for him. And there was emotions and I was kind of doing it. And the people from my team weren't all that kind of behind me, to be honest with you. But I ended up touching before him and winning the but I felt. Terrible, like I didn't, because I feel like the guy that they wanted, like Rudy, the, whatever, that yeah, he didn't get yeah, the he, just, he didn't get the ribbon. He deserved it. But that's the ribbon that I won. That was my individual ribbon. <laughs> At the cost of a guy who probably won nothing ever. I taught him a very valuable lesson that day. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a lingerie model today because of that moment.
0: So when you did, um, all right. So you did the the breakup, and then you did um, that's a fun movie. Yep. All your movies are fun. Yeah. I'm becoming Chris Farley. This is my biggest nightmare. I'm just going to uh, You remember that part? You know, that character. Um, That's right. What? <laughs> I, I don't know when that happened. You know, we were having a good conversation. Now I'm just going to go
1: right to the filmography. We were the, talking about me beating a, a larger boy in, in a swim meet.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that hurt me somehow. No, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sport you were good
1: at. That's a sport you were good at. I mean, guess what? That's a sport. No, but the fact that when you, you were swimming, good, you get out of the water, you shake the air out, you knew you were yeah. good at something. Yeah. And you have to adjust because of the speedo. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Some of us more than others, but yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the
0: fact that when you were swimming, you knew that kid, that kid this was his one chance. I
1: don't know what it was. It was. Like, I knew I was terrible, and I knew there was excitement around the pool, and I knew I was in a dog fight. I knew I was in a dog fight, and okay. I knew they just couldn't believe you had a chance at chance at, at ribboning. <laughs> um, the, the second movie you did with, uh,
0: with John that he wrote, what, what was that called again? Made. That was a great movie. Yeah. And that was a little darker. Like It
1: seemed yeah. like, you know... Intentionally, because we didn't want to kind of try to do the same... Type of thing, so we intentionally made it a little darker. Because you're like a, a little scary and a little movie. annoying, yeah, it's scary. It's good. I like that. That's one of my favorites. I like made. Do yeah. you want to do more of that? Sometimes, yeah. I like to. I'm doing different stuff. Trying to do some different stuff. I'm excited to go do some some more things like that, or more character stuff and, and smaller things.
0: Now I'm going to ask a difficult question. Let's do it. Um, so when you have when you do a few movies that get a lot of push and don't go great, like the last few, you can say it. Yeah. Okay. Like the last. Few movies. Yeah. There's a lot of you around, and then it's like, did you see that movie? I don't know. Did it open? Right. Um, was that rude? No, it's true. Go okay. Like it. um, how do you How do you process that?
1: Well, I think each one you do differently, but it depends on you know. Obviously, you want people to see your movies, and you'd like for them to do well, but. Um, a lot of it, as an actor, is really out of your control. Breakup was my idea. I produced that movie, so I had a lot of say. That did in that, well, right? right? That did well, and that was something to do a little different, where they don't necessarily end up together at the end. And you right. know, it's hard sometimes to get those things through a, a process because With they no want no happy ending. They want the they want the thing that's going to test the highest and and, and be the thing that's going to be the most obvious for audiences to right. want to go and, and do its multiple. So right. if you do something like that. They really want to try to have the, the version of the movie that they think is going to be the most crowd-pleasing. Right. So I was fortunate that I was able to, you know, be able to have it be sort of the ending that we intended it, which was for them not to end up together. But, you know, on some of these films that you go do, you're, you're just a hired gun, so you can... Like, you know, for example, on the internship, which was my idea originally, and uh, I think... Uh, Sean did a very good job with the movie. the The story of the movie is very good, but obviously, for me, when I went back to Owen, I wanted to do an R comedy. I wanted to do something that was adult, that was far more you know, adult in conversation and it ended up with the studio and decisions to make that movie PG thirteen. So they neutered it. Well I just sort of felt like it's weird because it's me and Owen and, you know, obviously it's a workplace thing you could you could you could go there. I mean it was the original intention to. Right. But as an actor, you know, those those aren't your choices. You're 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 Really? Even as as a star? It's not your you know, you're still you know, the 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 medium is really the director and then and then ultimately the studio depending on what the situation is. You know that's why when you're doing things like these smaller films if you have more control and there's less of a financial risk up front you're allowed a little more creative um freedom with them
0: right and as far as like because you know we were talking in the dressing room you you know you seem to be very on top of you know structure and and you know narrative and story and stuff Do, do you want to write and direct more movies or do you want to do that
1: I, I like being involved in that process, you know. Um, but I think if, if there's something that you can step into that you feel really good about, the people that you're working with, yeah. and everyone wants to say, make the same movie, that's fun. But I think as you get older, you do enjoy being more involved in the creative process. And I had been younger with the people that I worked with; we were far more collaborative. And you know, it's it's for me, I enjoy that that side of the of the filmmaking process. What, as do you, well. what are
0: you producing now? Do you produce? Movie called
1: Swim Team. Yes. <laughs> and. In this particular film, there's a bunch of misfits, all from different walks of life, uh, kind of from the wrong side of the tracks. And they were younger. They swam, and they were pretty good. They were a good team, but they just couldn't beat those rich kids from the other side of the track ever in a big swim meet. That sounds
0: fresh. And now fresh they're
1: older. It's like a park district pool, and you got the one guy who's like really psyched, so he shaves every little bit of his body because he wants to be like a greyhound in the water. He wants to be fast, so he yeah. shaves it all up. One guy's got some substance problems. He can swim his ass off, but is he going to show up? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, one guy's not swimming for him. He's swimming for his dad. That's not going to work. That's not going to last long, right? Uh, one guy's got a wife that's really on him and on him and on him and, uh, you know, pushing him around and making him make choices and sacrifices. And one day in the middle of one of her tirades, he just walks out. And she goes, where the fuck do you think you're going? And he goes, I'm going to swim practice. Babe. that sounds great
0: yeah is that in production
1: well i don't want to say it's a green light but it's a flashing yellow it's a amber (laughs) pre-production so how long have you been a dad uh a little over three and a half years is that great yeah it's great
0: how did that uh change everything for you mentally and emotionally
1: Oh, uh, you know, I, I, I waited till I was older to, to have kids. How old are you? I'm 44 now. Yeah, so 41. So I, I, I always do the math, and I feel like I'm like, when I was younger, you know, you, the kids, you show up with that old parent. It you know, always felt weird. You go, God, <laughs> fucking, Laura's dad's a fucking senior citizen, right? <laughs> Remember they always had the real old dad? Like, everyone's parents would show up, and then he'd move real slow. And yeah, I was like, yeah. and then someone would say something like, Oh, you nice your grandparents showed up. That's my dad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. fuck, I want to bury my dad. Yep. I feel terrible. Yeah. Um, but I started doing the math, I think I could be the old dad. Because yeah. um, I, I think I was 39, 40 when I had the first one. So, um, but the good side of it is I think that you're older and, and uh, more can patient in those ways. Yeah, but the, the downside is like when I beat my dad for the first time, and we're going to go back to sports because yeah. I know that that's where you live, <laughs> it was a big deal. But I know these kids will be beating the shit out of me early, right? Well, how'd, you,
0: how'd you beat your dad?
1: Well, with basketball or like a game of horse, he's oh, right. he's far better than I was. He played in college, but you know, if you beat him in a game of horse or something, he's a big deal. But yeah. you know, my dad was younger when he had kids. Now, How about you? Are you what about me? Kids, almost. Yeah.
0: Yeah, came close. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know if I. I think I did the right thing. I. I was. Uh, she was significantly younger than me, and uh, I. I had trouble getting her to clean her room, so. I don't know that the child thing was really going to work out. I don't think it's going to happen for me. And so it's something that you want. You know, I've avoided it this long, and uh, I've been married twice, and I've got no kids. Right. So I think that I might be a little too self involved.
1: I don't know. Maybe you just haven't found the right person, or you weren't at the right time for you. Yeah, so you think I can still do it? I do. do I it? think you still could. I think if I'm it's something 50, that you want. Man. I'm you're, also, fi- you're also a guy, and, and you would be able to have a kid. It's, it's, it's scientifically possible. I'm 50. I'm going to have to find a
0: woman that's going to have to sign some sort of paperwork that she's going to have to do 80% of the work, <laughs> and, and that when I'm 60, she just leaves me alone and, and brings the kid in occasionally.
1: Well, I think it's about finding the right person, whoever is going to make sense for what you're looking for, if it, that's something that you want. You think want. there's still hope, huh? I do. If it's something you want. I don't think it's something you have to have, but I think if it's something that you want to have, you can kind of ask for those years back now and say there's things I'd like to have. Is I'll it have wrong kids to with say, you. I'll have kids with you. I'll is have it kids wrong with to right say... <laughs> I will have kids with you. I'll impregnate you. Uh-huh. I'm saying I'll have kids with you. I was, you were reaching you for me. I don't know what happened. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I thought that's what we were moving we towards. To is that I'm, what I'm we... in.
1: I'm in.
0: Uh, no, I think is it wrong to say I'd like to try it,
1: see how it goes. Right Hello. Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, oh yeah. So you guys you, thought you were coming to a little do you wanna, talk. You, should we do what? it now or uh-huh. do you want to wait on it? Oh yeah.
0: Do you want? Oh, like a like a big closer. Like, and now I'm gonna fuck her. And and then we do that. And Vince, you, Here's you, what I like. you would ref it. You could Here's ref it. Here's what I like.
1: Let's get someone pregnant and back into getting along. I think that's a good plan. huh? I like this. Let's have the kid. Okay, here it is. Yeah. Now let's figure out how do we get along. I right. think that's a good plan. Well, that's what our parents did, I think. That's how it used to work.
0: That's right. Yeah. I think that's how it didn't work out great with my parents. No? No, they're okay. You know, yeah. But, I mean, look at me. Yeah, You're I got great. Pre- You're fantastic. Uh, well, thank you very much. You're fantastic. Yeah, he, and now he, are your parents still together? No, no, no. No? Yours? No. Right. When, well, how old were you when that happened? They,
1: I was 21. I was, so they waited. They waited. You? So
0: you? Right when you got out the door. Like, that's the thing, finally. too, right?
1: Because that's the, on the other side. It's huh? like, oh, great. You're only, it's all pretend. You're only here for me, right? <laughs> for kids. Yeah. If they do it younger, they say it's hard for kids. Right. But if they wait, then that can be hard, too, cause yeah, you because like, you're, you're like, only waiting whole, for me. Right. right. The whole thing a lie? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, what, oh, that's a lot of
0: responsibility, Right. <laughs> No, I was. Uh, it was difficult for me, and I'm still getting over it. I was. How old were you? 35. And um, when I got divorced. Yeah, because it was like, who do I live That's with? That's crazy. Yeah, though. It's yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's tough. It's, those are choices. Sophie's yeah, it's choice. It's your, your choice. Mom, that was your was, choice.
0: You know, yeah, yeah. No, they, 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 are both uh, a little kooky, but they're okay. I, I still have very dramatic, exciting fights with my father. Right. That, right. Ridiculous. And don't you feel
1: horrible afterwards? Horrible. Yeah. Have you done that? yeah, you have arguments. It's not No, fun. I mean like big arguments. Well, you get mad, sure, yeah. You, uh, not a, like fighting, no. Not, not, fighting, not physical. Thing, no. I like, love my father. I have so much respect for him. But you can fight because it's your family. You can get very upset over But like those. like like. Fuck yeah, you, you scream and get yeah. angry. Yeah, it can you happen. do that. Not, we try not to, not in, not in a while, but younger what's for a while? sure. Seriously. Yeah, it's happened. No. Like, what's a while, seriously? It has happened, yes. I've confirmed <laughs> that. But it's not an ongoing thing. Yes, this is like, all of a sudden, like, I'm like, he's, I'm, I'm on like a, like a detective show and he's trying to get the final answer out of me. <laughs> right. All right, the guy stole the car. What do you want? I, yeah, I've
0: got your father on the phone. <laughs> there he <it> is. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, though, because, uh, yeah, you do feel bad. I had one of those recently where it's sort of like, what did I just do? And the well, then you try all-
1: to figure out what was it really about, right? Yeah. Because you don't want to repeat that. You don't want to be doing it. You don't want to repeat it, but it's hard to let go of the fact like, well, he had that coming. No, do you feel that way? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. Don't you? No, I don't, but it's okay. (laughs) I like this. You feel like he had that coming because you feel like there was times, perhaps, where he was kind of... Pushing you around a little bit. And this was like, now it's his turn to know what it feels That's like right. not to be heard. That's right. Yeah.
0: yeah. And how yeah. did
1: that feel once that happened at that, the end, a couple days felt, later? Felt good?
0: It felt, well, I'm, I'm trying to defend it. Yeah? Yeah, I'm trying to defend
1: my choices. So let me ask you this. Yes. A little time passes. Mm-hmm. You and him would find yourself back on the old horn. Mm-hmm. And how do you, what's the first thing said? Do you talk about the fight or you just move on until a new fight happens?
0: <laughs> He's trying to renegotiate. Okay. Yeah. But then there's always a little catch to it. You know, there's a, there's a, but. You know, and then I'm like, oh, that's a clause, and I don't enjoy that at all. But I think the but idea isn't the is, butt.
1: Isn't, but, isn't the but maybe kind of saying, here's where I'm coming from, or here's how I felt as a person? Because even though it's your dad, he's still a, a person feeling his stuff, right? Isn't the butt kind of like? Yeah, but
0: that's not my no? problem. That's not his it? stuff. It, it's going to be okay. You know, yeah. it, just, it just becomes. Yeah. You know, I sent him some money, and I, I think that. Um, <laughs>
1: Throw, there, a little, throw a little cash on the problem <laughs> <laughs> Oh, your furling's bad Here, here you Yeah, you took yeah. the fucking we money took, Don't yeah. say a word yeah. <laughs> You took the fucking money Did you want the new addition to the fucking house in Mexico Or you didn't want the fucking new addition <laughs> You did, yeah <laughs> Alright You took the money, that's yeah. it Yeah, we're good Now we're talking about my day <laughs> uh, Love you, Dad
0: Yeah, exactly Love you, Dad Whew, that was good so I'm, I'm over a lot of shit this was helpful wow. I um I'm a captain and uh, you are a captain no one yeah. can take that
1: away from you I know
0: I know and I'm, I'm getting a sweater
1: yep you are and, getting this by the way yeah you are getting a sweater thank you very yeah. much I appreciate that yeah.
0: and you know my dad and
1: I are going to be alright you and your dad are alright now I okay. think we got to find a new mate because this one's a lot <laughs> I like her <laughs> oh I like her but I'm just saying <laughs> We need a date. What's you guys a- want to go out on a date, I'll pay for it. Otherwise, you're on your own. It's like, uh, it's like the old love connection. What are you, what are you working on? Uh, I just did a movie called Term Life. Yeah? With um, Haley Seinfeld and uh, uh, Peter Billingsley, who I work with quite a bit, uh, director of the movie. And um, it's got a great cast. It's uh, based on a graphic novel. It's about a guy who's a criminal, and then he has a daughter that he's kind of not in her life, and... Uh, he plans a heist that kind of goes bad and they're forced to sort of uh, be around each other. It turned out very good.
0: Yeah, you like no, it? I like it. Is it a darker character, edgier?
1: It is, it is. It's an R movie, it's not a comedy, but it's uh, yeah, it was very, very good.
0: And in, in like in the, uh, like I don't usually ask this, but like are there people that you really want to work with that you haven't? Like, who are your heroes in the whole ranking? You know,
1: I don't have that as much. I mean, no. there's people I like working with and doing stuff. But I don't really set people up in my mind and say, God, I really love to do something with that person. I always hear, like, I think it's weird when people do interviews sometimes and they say, how did you feel when so-and-so called you? And are like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I mean, I think it's nice <laughs> yeah, yeah. to have people to like to work with. Right. I don't really, to me, it's more about the material or what, what the attempt is. And sure, there's people whose work you like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Who were your like
0: filmmaker heroes? Like, What were the movies when you were growing up? You I watched a lot of Westerns as a kid. You a like Westerns? I like Westerns, yeah. What's your favorite one?
1: It's hard to pick a favorite one. I like watched Shane. Shane a lot. It was yeah. good. George Stevens. I like uh, Wild Bunch. The Searchers was good. Wild
0: Bunch is great. It's
1: a great movie, right? You know Peckin' Paul. Fuck- yeah. Bill Five- Holden.
0: Yeah. yeah, he was great in that. Great. And who was the other one? Robert Ryan, Ryan played yeah, that. Was very good. Yeah, yeah that, that's beautiful. Ben Johnson.
1: Yep. Ben Johnson. Yeah. He was He's- in both. He was in Shane and he was in Wild Bunch. Wow. And, and Warren Oates.
0: Warren Oates. I'm just going to repeat names. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you know, it's a great movie, The Unforgiven. Have you watched that recently? Very good
1: movie. Genius. Very good movie.
0: Wow. Yeah. D- d- is Shane dead when he drives away?
1: No. He's not? Okay. Maybe a little part of him, but not, but in, the, not, not in the natural. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not in the natural.
0: How about the, par- the part of the, uh, in The Searchers where John Wayne's going to shoot the girl? Because mm-hmm. like, she's one of them now? that's heavy shit that was
1: the first movie to really kind of deal with racism in that way yeah and he just uh, owned it it was kind of
0: scary you're like John Wayne's not cool
1: well depending on where you came on that what side of the fence you (laughs) fell on that at the time (laughs) 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 he's right fuck her (laughs) Vince Vaughn ladies and gentlemen thank you guys
0: you can turn on that music thank you you guys are great thank you for coming enjoy the festival thank you thank you so much
1: that was great that was fun yeah